Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to hit the like button and share us on all your social media platforms. This helps us a bunch. Before I begin, I want to send out a ton of thanks to Hot Rod over at Abate of Michigan. What you did for me in Orlando is above and beyond. Everyone will be seeing the footage and commentary shot by Hot Rod in the next week or so. It will also be included in some of the footage I was able to shoot down while I was in Orlando at the National Confederation of uh, Convention. So I'll mix everything in there, his, mine, and give you a whole freaking uh, view of what happened down there. I will also uh, like to thank the Confederation of the Clubs for uh, the 2019 Silver Spoke uh, Award that they gave me for entertainment. Receiving that award is the pinnacle of my career, and it means a lot. Thanks to the board and board one percenter, National uh, Vice President of the Sons of Silence for nominating me for that uh, award. It's an honor. Truly an honor receiving that award, and I'll always uh, cherish that. Once I get all the video together, I will make sure to get it up on all the platforms for you guys to see. If you would like to help support Motorcycle Madhouse, you can do so through Super Chat. If you're watching on YouTube Live, or you may donate through PayPal. The link is in the channel header. And I really appreciate that. That help uh, keeps the show going because, you know, without your help, Motorcycle Madhouse would not be able to expand on its programming and bring you all kinds of new content. So if you can, we appreciate any and all donations, which go right back into the show. YouTube has been killing channel uh, creators now and demonetizing a lot, so... We're relying heavily now on uh, channel donations. Today's show, I'm dedicating to Anna Tinajero. Many regulars have heard me talk about her. She is a person of great integrity and love. The one person who made sure a punk street kid was always safe, secure, and had a place to stay through some of the hardest times in his life growing up. A woman who always taught family was above anyone else or anything else, even if they didn't share the same blood. She taught me so many things. Uh, dream big and fight hard. Never give up on who you are 
or the principles you believed in. She passed away this uh, past Friday at 8.30. Heaven's got itself another angel. TMMO, mama. Mucho amor. So, today we have a variety of subjects we're going to cover. I'll give you my take on the recent video that was released by Fox News showing approximately 20 individuals on camera taking a patch from one individual. Not to mention getting involved with an older gentleman as well. This is a video Black Dragon covered in one of his biker news segments and was so eloquent in his news coverage of it. He didn't pull any punches in the video that he did on this, and you can bet I won't either. You will see what I mean when you see this video. For those on the radio show, you're going to have to come over to the platforms to see this video. Also coming up, the main subject of this video, yes, Harley Davidson has done it again, $1,000 to install a battery on a 2019 Softail. Yep, you heard it right, $1,000 to have a dealership mechanic change the battery. The video I'll be using is from Scooter Tramp Scotty's YouTube channel, I'm a big fan of Scooter Tram Scotty. He's truly a gypsy of the motorcycle world. He's been living off his motorcycle for decades, and his channel is the bomb. The bomb. Go over there and check him out and give him a subscribe. He is really cool. You'll really like his material. Uh, you'll love seeing the sites that he goes. So... Get over there and subscribe. But right now, let's get to this video circulating, circulating on the internet, and we'll get my thoughts as soon as we come back. A battlefield between two groups of bikers. Now, the bar owner spoke only to Fox 26, John Donnelly, about this brawl. And John is joining us live in New Caney with the story you'll see only on Fox tonight. John. This disagreement erupted into a brawl in this parking lot behind me, right behind this uh, busy feeder road. The guys involved in it may or may not have known that there were surveillance cameras up here, and yes, they were working, so it was all caught on video, and it's a story you'll see only on Fox. But you'll see them all roll in real quiet, and they park right... Sandra Young's bar surveillance cameras catch a lot of things. They are in a bar, after all, but this time was different. I don't even have words. Appalled. Um, I've never seen anything like it. Um, animals, criminals, I was so angry. It was Wednesday night. A man with a Risen Dead motorcycle club vest was sitting inside when another biker entered wearing one from the Beasts. He asked him to step outside, so he did. Here's the video. Once outside, the first man confronts him, and then suddenly, out of the darkness, almost 20 men emerge. They jumped out from behind my dumpster like a bunch of cockroaches and took a knife and cut that man's vest off. Then they attack one of his colleagues who attempts to intervene. Then they ride off into the darkness, but not before firing at least two shots in the direction of the crowded bar. Luckily, no one was hurt, but bullets hit two parked cars, rupturing one of their fuel tanks. Sandra posted the surveillance video of what happened online, and that's when her real trouble began. I've actually had calls from other clubs that tell me they're going to kill me while I'm driving to make sure that I watch myself. But she's not backing down, and even though Facebook keeps taking it down, she keeps reposting the video. And as for the death threats, she says she's not intimidated. Not this fat lady. I ain't scared of nobody, but... The comptroller, the IRS, Jesus, that's who I'm scared of. Other than that, I ain't scared of nobody. She has contacted the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office gang task force about this. I did talk to the Sheriff's Office. They said they can't really comment on this, except this is an active investigation. Well, there you have it. They call themselves the Beast. More like a bunch of 
honk cunts, if you ask me. So let me get this straight. You need 20 guys to do what you did to those two people. Yeah, bitches every one of you. You even had a bitch or two in on the action. Not saying much for your you idiots needing a woman's help. I never seen anything like that before, not in the MC scene. You know what? Wait, I'm sorry. You couldn't have all you cockroaches deal with it. So, you needed a woman to join in? That right there, folks, is a textbook definition of a bunch of coward-ass wannabes who needed their buddies' hands to circle-jerk them so they could take care of business. You know what? I'm usually the first one to come out and defend motorcycle clubs. But this right here is the biggest punk crap I've seen in a long, long time. I personally don't see how these cowards could even claim to be a motorcycle club. Most members I know don't need 20 people and some women to take care of business. But that is the world we live in now, and it's also the reason why you see people coming out against motorcycle clubs. I cannot think of any reason why I could defend something like this to the general public. And to top it off, you punks were threatening the bar owner? What kind of coward-ass crap is that? <laughs> Wait, let me guess. You're having a bunch of cunts call the bar up saying you're going to do this and that, right? Am I right? Am I right? You people don't even have the balls to go up to her and state your business. Again, it's incidences like this that have the general public turning against real motorcycle clubs. It's incidences like this that has every damn cop in Texas profiling club members. The video you just seen and the reaction you saw from that bartender is giving the cops all they need to profile bikers, especially club members. It's right there on the 5 o'clock news, folks. 5 o'clock news they got this on. Again, there is no way in hell I or anyone else could, could defend such coward-ass shit. I could never do that. And one thing I could tell you, if you're a club member, carry yourself a good pistol. I always carry a 357 snub nose. If you ever find yourself in a position this guy was in, pull that pistol and start blasting these idiots in the face. Empty your clip on them. Have no mercy because these types of cowards don't deserve any. This is just an amazing kick in the balls to all those people out there fighting for motorcycle club rights. And I'm going to tell you why. Because this type of crap sets us back more and more every time it happens. Every time it happens, it sets us back. Because you morons did this Anyone watching this video will think all club members are like this, which we all know is not the case. But hey, this is what citizens see, and now they identify with what was said. Criminals and animals. Nice going, dipshits. You know, I wonder if you cupcakes started partying after you took that man's vest. Did it make you feel like you achieved something with 20 people on them two men? Did it make you feel like you had some balls? You know what? That's exactly what I think you pansies did after the whole incident. You got your little nuggets off because you filled your idiot brains that you did something to get back at this other 
club. Can you believe it? They had women in on this. My God. You know what? In reality, you didn't do any of that. What you did is put the heat on other real clubs and intensified the reasoning for Leos to screw with bikers down in Texas. You know, the report will categorize you as a motorcycle gang, but that isn't what you are because even bangers have more respect than what the hell went on in that video. <laughs> you know what? You want to know what bangers would have, how did they would have handled that whole situation, Cupcakes? The two would have been put in the center of a circle. They would have got a circle together. The two would be in there. And the bay, you know what? The bangers don't pull any of pansy ass shit like that. You know what? Wait, you're actually lucky you're not a real gang. Because if you were, I can almost bet there would be some good drive-bys and bodies hidden the ground if this happened to a banger. So count your lucky stars. Motorcycle clubs are not gangster. You know what? But honestly, folks, you're seeing right here on that video why clubs have protocol. That right there in front of your eyes is the reason why protocols exist. Major one percenter clubs don't want this kind of crap happening. They know, as I do, the general public will start seeing all clubs in that type of light. This is what happens when people throw on patches and then start going around acting like club members. They put everyone on Leo's radar and screw everything up. <laughs> you know, let's go over the blessing aspect of motorcycle clubs for those too dumb not to understand. I guess I'm in one of the moods. A lot of people ask the question why they should ask to have anyone's permission or a blessing to start a motorcycle club. This is, again, the number one question asked by those who do not support motorcycle club traditions and protocol. This is the same type of propaganda bullshit the idiots who have no idea about club life put on their social media accounts and YouTube channels. This is the big one. And here are some answers to that question. One, because you ass monkeys, like I said before, clubs don't want crap like what happened in this video. They know it will bring down heat on all the clubs. And two, the one percenter clubs have been around for decades. I could even say before most of those watching this video were born. Those one percent clubs have fought tooth and nail for decades in order to keep the general public and Leo off their asses. Here's one for you. Three. To all those who say, quote, well, one percenter started off some time in the past and didn't need permission. Yeah, okay. Your argument is destroyed before it even gets started, and here's why. Those clubs you are talking about shed blood, sweat, and tears, even giving their lives and going to prison. Yeah, I think they earned the right to set the tone. If, hey, if you don't agree, I welcome you to walk up to a club member and air your beefs. But I'm guessing you won't because you're cowards hiding behind a keyboard and just like being heard and putting out there like you know something. To put it in an explanation, even the morons can understand Clubs police themselves so the lifestyle isn't uprooted and destroyed by a bunch of cunts like you've seen in this video. I get it. There's a ton of supposed experts trying to give advice on the club scene. We see it all the time. Especially with the advent of the internet. 
everyone with a YouTube or social media page is trying to give expert advice. For one, even though I was in a club, I'm no expert by any means. I don't know half there is to know about clubs. I speak only to what I've seen and experienced. And this in no way whatsoever makes me an expert. That's the difference between myself and others who speak on clubs. I fully admit 100% I'm no expert. Unlike most of these other channels who spout off neg you know, negatively towards the club scene. Those who spout out or ramble on about clubs and protocols in a negative light are nothing more than a bunch of jokes who never donned a patch in their lives. These people actually had some mommy or daddy's issues. Better yet, they were punked out by some club member and have resentment against the whole scene. Another possibility why they are talking shit is because they couldn't pass the mustard during the membership process, so they feel like the internet is a good way of lashing out. So how in the hell can anyone take those type of people seriously? <laughs> Black Dragon was point on with using the video to talk about the good and the bad in the situation you've seen. But the one thing I want the audience to know, what happened in this video is not representative of what motorcycle clubs are truly about. What you saw in this video is nothing more than a bunch of cunts playing the part of motorcycle club members. That is all it was. Oh, by the way, if any of you in that so-called club would like to debate me on my points on why, you, why I think you're a bunch of coward cunts, you're more than welcome to come on the show. <laughs> Besides, it looks like you'll have an easier time with me than that woman bar owner you're threatening. <laughs> Back to uh, my point here before I go off on another tangent. The reason for protocol, like I said before, is for clubs to police themselves. This is something that has been going on for decades. If anyone honestly believes protocol is bad, I would like to know why. I would like to know why. Tell me why it's bad for clubs not to want some crap like what happened in this video to go on where the general public see it and all the Leo goes after everybody. All you suppose anti-protocol and anti-club douches must have some sort of answer to this question. After all, you're all experts on the club scene. You're all out there trying to fill everyone's head with anti-protocol and anti-club crap, so you must have an answer to that question. You want to know the reason I don't like people who spout off at the mouth telling people they should do this and do that? Simple. Them idiots won't do it themselves. Sure, they love their soapboxes, but when it comes to putting in the work, they are nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. It's the same thing with their anti-confederation of club stances. These fools go off on a woofing tangent on how bad the COC is, and not one of those blowhards ever attended a single COC meeting. Instead, they take bullshit information from online or people disgruntled about clubs and further the crap. That's exactly what they do. And here's the truth. 
I got to spend a little time down in Orlando at the National Confederation of Motorcyclists Convention. Beautiful time while I was down there. And what I seen in that short of time was a shit ton of bikers there to fight for bikers' rights. To come together and fight a bunch of wrongs, not only committed against club members, but committed against bikers as a whole and American citizens as a whole. I've seen every walk of life and every type of club at that convention. Everything from Abate to Christian motorcycle clubs. And you know what? Not one of them being controlled by a dominant like these ass monkeys spouting off on social media would have you to believe. Not one of them. I didn't see any of that. I didn't see any tension. None of that. Only good times. So if you want to know the truth about the Confederation of Clubs or NCOM, get your asses up and go to a meeting. Stop being a bunch of sheep listening to a bunch of blowhard nobodies who have no idea whatsoever what the hell they are talking about. These people have no ideal. No ideal. I know. I'm taking the extreme approach concerning this video, and the reason why is the actions of the so-called club affects Every motorcycle club, nationwide, worldwide. And I cannot even fathom the thinking of the people in this video. Have they not heard about all the profiling happening, happening to the motorcycle clubs? I, I don't get it. Not even, like I said, oh my God, nationwide, worldwide. What's worse is the profiling epicenter is right there in Texas where it happened. Did they really think this kind of shit wouldn't make the news and not affect everyone else? This is why I'm personally pissed about it. And I'm not even in a motorcycle club. Another reason why I think I'm pissed is that there's only a handful of creators who support motorcycle clubs. And now you know why. Incidences like this discourage a lot of creators to back motorcycle clubs. Can't blame them because no one wants to be looking like the fool trying to sell something when it's the opposite that is actually happening. That's why a lot of people don't cover clubs. And that's a shame. Biker news and biker entertainment are in its infancy right now. Sure, it started off back in the 90s, but it really hasn't become mainstream until now. Creators are spending big money investing in the biker scene because they know most bikers are great people. There's a limit, though, when something so public like this comes out. I, for one, will never stake my reputation or Motorcycle Madhouse's reputation defending some crap like this. There is no way in hell I'll do that. And you know what? Sure, you will have some dumb shit from another website trying to defend these people's actions, but it's not, not going to be us. Insane Throttle Motorcycle Madhouse is in this for the long haul. That means we call the story as we see it. Facts will always speak for themselves on this platform. Always, either good or bad. And, you know, I hope, I'm hopeful, the dominant in this area that this happened in has a talking to these cunts. Because if they don't, it just says a lot about the status of the motorcycle club scene then. It'd be a sad thing if they don't, let me tell you. So... What's your thoughts on this video? Go over and take a look at 
uh, BD's video on this subject and sound off. After the commercial break, you're going to see why Harley-Davidson has turned its back on its customers. And think about this. $1,000. $1,000 to change a motorcycle battery. Motorcycle Madhouse every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and Saturdays 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube and all major streaming platforms. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7, 24-7. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. This is a 2019 soft tail we got here, right? Okay. It yeah. In country here, changing the oil on it. And what Harley has Look done, what we got to do. Harley has done put the transmission fill plug and dipstick back here way behind the shock uh, adjuster where you have to use a swivel and you, you and guys then, even see it? Yeah. Jesus then, Christ. And then oh, there it is. It's in that hole. See and, it down in there? And That's then you have Jesus. to use a pair of needle nose pliers and play fucking doctor operation. To get it out of there? To get it out. And then on top of that, what did Harley do? Oh, well, let's put the battery in from the factory where you got to take the fucking back tire out. The battery so, is up behind. Yeah, not just the back tire, yeah, right? Just the back tire and then the plates. And if you buy one of these things and you don't have a warranty, you're fucked. <sighs> let's take a look at where the battery is. Go around the other side of this thing. More or less... This is brand new bike. Get ready to paint. The battery is up in there. Harley calls for a four hour job, five hour? Harley is six hours. Harley wants six fucking hours to change your battery. So how much does that cost? That's this soft tail. You're oh my God. The, you're gonna have the battery that's $200 and then you're gonna have six, $700 in labor. So well, $1,000. Well you got $1,000 to battery. change your fucking battery? Fucking battery. It's a 2019 soft tail, right? Yep, do not buy it. It's one of them 414 inch. I would just like to point out that for those who wish to help support my work in the making of this content, I've included a donate button down below in the comment section. And for those who don't, enjoy the content, man. It's all free. So, just when you think Harley Davidson couldn't step on its dick anymore, <laughs> they did again, didn't they? <laughs> Scooter Tram Scotty did that fantastic video uh, about, you know, it was a 2019 soft tail. And if you're not a subscriber to Scooter Tram Scotty's channel, I put the link uh, in the description box. Go over and give him a subscribe. Scooter Tram Scotty has been living off his motorcycle for years and has put in some serious miles. He's a true motorcycle gypsy, man, this guy. I love his videos. You got to go over there, check him out, follow him. He goes all over the freaking country. So <laughs> can you believe this? They put the battery where you have to take it to the damn dealership because you got to take off the damn tire. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Harley Davidson wonders why they are becoming an afterthought to most people. How in the hell do you put a battery in a location where someone can't change it themselves? For Christ's sakes. <laughs> oh, wait, I'll tell you why. They are taking it up a notch. They not only want to gouge you on the price of a new motorcycle, they want to bend you over and give you a good spooning when it comes to doing work on your own bike. This is, a, what in the hell are these people thinking? This company has already had a sales nosedive and they put this design crap like this? Come on. <laughs> yeah, the old one fat boy will be the last HD I ever ride. <laughs> you know, I really don't get get it. This company has to know how many of its core customers are feeling about them right now. 
It's evident in the sales over the past few years. Unless, of course, these suits have their heads so far up their asses, they really don't care what they are doing to the company's image. This is really the only way anyone can look at it. Ask yourself, if you were running a company, why in the hell would you pile on more bad press if you're trying to bring sales up? This design don't make any sense whatsoever. Put it this way, you're on the side of the road, broken down, and all you need to do is get your, to get your bike up and running is to change the damn battery. You can't do it yourself because you got to take off the back tire now? What in the hell is that? This is one of the most incompetent moves I've ever seen by any motorcycle company. This design is not in the rider's interest. This BS is smack dab <laughs> in the company's interest. Again, they want to bend you over and give you a nice dry spooning. And with that, they deserve to go into the crapper. <laughs> they really do for a design like this. Here's a question for everyone. Is a so-called American company who is knowingly screwing, knowingly screwing you, worth your loyalty? Better yet, is that company, <laughs> oh my God, deserving of that loyalty? Icon or not, Harley Davidson, in my opinion, can go belly up and I wouldn't give two shits. The way I look at it is they did it to themselves. Harley Davidson, for decades, have used the loyalty of their customers without regard to rewarding them with better prices, better products, and God forbid, good customer service. Year after year, all the company has done to those loyal to it was screw them and laugh all the way to the bank. Based in America or not, go buy a motorcycle that the company will treat you right. If you feel a foreign motorcycle is a good fit for you, then go get it. Screw what everyone thinks. Especially those broke down on the side of the road who are the big cheerleaders for Harley-Davidson, you're going to be on your way to your destination while they're sitting there waiting for a tow truck and a $1,000 service bill. $1,000 to change a battery. What You know what? What are your thoughts on this design? Leave, your, leave those thoughts in the comments section and let me know what you think. Oh my God, this is... What a design flaw. Coming up, we have China Dow in the studio, and we're going to be talking about our regular segment with her where we talk about the good that bikers do. And uh, everybody loves her segment, so I'll see you after this little short break. You're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse on iTunes and all major podcasting platforms. Your online radio, the new online radio that makes you happy. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. Hi, I'm James Hollywood Machikari, and my new book, The New Age of Biking and Brotherhood. In it, I address many issues facing the modern biker and motorcycle club member. The subjects covered are non-politically correct, and many issues are exposed that will rock the biker scene. Everyone's favorite part of the show. Here she is. It's China Doll Time. Beautiful.
And welcome back to the show. We got China now. How you guys like her new uh, intro? You know, <laughs> that screeching thing, you know, warning, warning. But uh, China Dow's here, and uh, today we're going to be talking about motorcycle awareness on her segment, as well as a Korean vet got his uh, wish that came true when a bunch of bikers uh, showed up and gave him a ride on their motorcycle. But Motorcycle Awareness Month, if you do not know, uh, is getting out the word to drivers, making sure they don't run us over. Uh, the A-Bait is real responsible for uh, getting May as Motorcycle Awareness Month. If you have not got your lawn signs and stuff like that, give me a uh, email or something like that, and I'll pass it on to uh, Hot Rod over at A-Bait of Michigan or uh, one of your locals uh, that your state you're in. But what's up, China Dow? That was. She being goofy <laughs> as hell today, and she ain't even high. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of uh, Motorcycle Awareness Month? Well, I think it goes back to one of my other shows was Stop texting and driving. Something you recently learned in the last year, so I wouldn't be uh, out there hypocritical. I didn't text and drive. I answered the phone about four years ago while I was driving and got an $800 ticket. I think that was a couple years ago, wasn't it? It was like four plus years ago. Four, it's been that long? Yeah, four man, or five years ago. I'm old, ago. man. Yeah. yeah, she has this problem. See, I'm like a side seat driver and stuff like that. I'm like on the spot the uh, rules of the road and it drives them nuts being in the same car as me but i know that uh somebody can get hurt real quick especially when it's coming uh texting and you probably see it all the time don't you on the road oh god everywhere i go <laughs> oh man you can tell by the person like when you're behind a person i mean i seen it a lot yesterday just going from here to whitewater the person in front of us a couple different times Swerving onto the shoulder, coming back in, swerving a little bit across the center line. And it was only like noon, so we would pass them, and I, I glanced over, and sure as shit, they were on their phone. <laughs> well, you know, Wisconsin, when you're talking about moving back and forth, they do drink a lot up there. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> they know yeah. how to party up in Wisconsin, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was just one of the reasons. I mean, you don't want to be stuck behind that. So, I mean, we passed, and of course, I'm nosy. So, I looked over, and sure, right, right on the steering wheel. And it only takes one second of them not paying attention to smack a bike. Uh, you know, I remember... Uh, when I first met you, I used to call, carry ball bearings in my pocket. Yeah. And I used to let them slip out my pocket if somebody pissed me off. I had a couple windshields in my day. <laughs> I don't think people look at that so uh, nicely that, nowadays. That would be but, pretty um, non-PC and yeah. very frowned upon. You know what? I do have a lot of problems with uh, the PC culture now. I I really <laughs> do. Uh, they laugh at me all the time, but I have a real problem with PC crap. You know, I think I'm living in like in the 1980s or 90s still. That's what you always Eight, tell me. Yeah, 80s. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. they had the best movies back in the 80s, man. Best movie stars, all that stuff. But I liked it when it was before technology. Well, you know, I got to admit, it's it's changed a lot over the years. And the cell phone is the thing. But go back to those, I mean, especially those, the older riders, you know, like our age and over. You didn't have those back then, and the ride seemed a lot, I don't know, more undisturbed. It was a lot more safer then, uh, than it is nowadays, I think. You I know? mean, I think the convenience now, of course, is everybody can connect from wherever they are. Then you don't have to carry that, you know, look like you're from China and you're a foreign tourist taking pictures of things because now you have your cell phone. <laughs> right, right. But at the same thing, life has gotten, you know, more, how can I say it, uh, more freaking regulated with uh, the internet and yeah. cell phones. And yep. when it comes to driving on a, a, the road, there's been an increase of fatalities among motorcyclists as well as car drivers because of technology. Yeah, there has been. There has. Um, I learned my lesson, okay, and now whoever's in the car, normally when it's my son, I give him my phone, and if my phone goes off, I just let him <laughs> do 
deal with it. Right. Well, you know. Put your phone down. In a video coming up, uh, you're going to hear about Motorcycle Awareness Month, what some uh, people from ABATE has to say, and also you're going to hear a story about uh, a young lady that lost her life because, guess what? They weren't paying attention. In an effort to keep bikers safe, some local riders took a trip to Springfield to talk to politicians. Sammy Rodriguez has more. You know, we're grandfathers, we're uncles, we're aunts, uh, mothers, fathers. Uh, we appreciate people just look out for us. The Peoria Taswell chapter of a brotherhood aimed toward education or bait revving up for their annual ride to Springfield. More motorcycles on the road and we just it's we want them to know that you know we're here uh we're not trying to take over the road but we'd like to share it and be able to come home safe abate advocates for motorcyclists in the past they lobbied to make texting and driving illegal you've got people that are talking with politicians and developing relationships with them and uh, you know, things that benefit motorcyclists, we're just out there to make sure that the motorcyclists have the best possible uh, ride, safety, things like that. They've been riding to the state capitol annually for over 20 years to raise awareness. You just got to look for it. There's a lot of colorful bikes out. Uh, mine here is, is red. You should be able to see that. I'm 330 pounds, uh, 6 foot 7. If you can't see me, you should probably get a pair of glasses. They say drivers being alert and patient is key to them coexisting on the roads. You're going to spend a whole lot less time waiting for that motorcycle to go by than you are uh, filling out an accident report and having to deal with injuring or killing a motorcyclist. Inkley is advocating for motorcycle awareness after the death of their daughter five years ago. 26-year-old Sharina Ringer was hit and killed by a truck that turned in front of her in 2014. KWWL reporter Ashley Neighbor tonight here live at 5 o'clock has more on how her parents are hoping to prevent another fatal accident like that one. Well, I'm out here on Miller Avenue on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. This stretch of road behind me is the exact spot that Rhonda and Casey Ringer's daughter, Sharina, was killed when a truck turned left in front of her motorcycle. Now they have a message for drivers. Look twice for motorcycles. Someone's whole world is on that bike. Look twice. A message the Ringer family has been spreading ever since their daughter's 26-year-old Sharina was killed in a motorcycle accident due to a lethal left-hand turn. So her motorcycle struck the front of his SUV and so she landed actually right here in front of us. At the time of the accident all four wheels of his vehicle were in her lane in the eastbound lane and she hit head on. And his words were, I thought I had more time. Sharina was going under the speed limit and left behind two young daughters. This year, the family is making their message bigger and bolder. It's not just looking for the motorcycle, it's looking for the motorcyclist. There's a person attached to that bike. Part of the awareness program is advocating a three-second rule to share the road and put down distractions. Taking that three seconds when you're to look before you make a decision to turn into a lane or do a left-hand turn or turn into traffic. Saying these rules apply to all drivers on the road, motorcyclists alike. Taking just three seconds could save a life. I know Sharina's looking down on us and is very proud of Now in 2014, the year that Sharina was killed, there were 51 motorcycle fatalities. Of those accidents, 12 riders were wearing helmets and were still killed. The family says their number one goal is to prevent motorcycle accidents from occurring in the first place. Reporting in Cedar Rapids, Ashley Neighbor, News 7, KWWL. So what you think about what they had to say over at Abate? They were pretty cool. You like that little uh, thing with the rubber uh, bands the and rubber stuff? rubber bands. That reminded <laughs> me of Lou Albano. <laughs> he, well, Lou Albano, he had uh, the goatee, wasn't it? Or Yeah, he had a goatee had doing a goatee, that. He had a goatee, but he had, yeah, and he had, it was cute, and the rubber bands. <laughs> I used to do that to your face. Yeah, right. Except never was it that long. Well, it's getting there, I think, man. The Foo Man's going, man. We're going <laughs> to let this Foo Man go down to the balls. But yeah. uh, anyway, what did you think of uh, what they had to say? Look twice. Look twice, save a life. And, uh, and you know, you got to watch your blind spots mm-hmm. no matter what because I don't care if it's a car, a person on a bicycle with a little freaking bell in a basket or somebody on that Harley or a trike or whatever. 
gotta look twice. And, you know, it's not like the old days where it's just a select few in the biker lifestyle. It's everybody out there now. Mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, you know, everybody knows somebody who rides. So make uh, the most of Motorcycle Awareness Month. Get out the word uh, for people to watch out for uh, bikers. And again, if you don't have signs for your front yard and you want to get some, let me know. I'll get you with Hot Rod and all them. But uh, next one we're going to talk about is... Again, what bikers are really like. Earlier in the program, you know, I went off with a bunch of cunts. You know, they went 20 on one on a, a person, and it really aggravated the shit out of me. And, you know, that's not even what club members are about. Not to me, anyway. That reminded me more of a gang thing. Not even a gang. Club. Even in a gang, man, we stood people in the middle. It wasn't just jump 20 on one. No, it was more like, hey, you stayed off to the side, and if somebody else tried to interfere, then you would stop that from happening. Right. You wouldn't all just gang up on one person. I mean, in that, I mean, to me, the only reason why it reminds me of a gang is because... When you're trying to join a gang, oh, when you get jumped you in, you get jumped in, and yeah. you got like six on one or whatever. Well, that's but getting jumped in, but when we went and but it's like when you no, fight, fight fair, one on one. Well, yeah, that was some cunt shit to me, and I was very outspoken earlier in the segment on that one. Uh, that's just not what bikers are about. That's not what real club members are about. To me, that's some coward ass shit. And it makes us look bad in the eyes of the public. You know, you, you don't go around, uh, you know, you're mostly, you know, an independent type of deal where, you know, you just ride when you want to. But, you know, if you were looking at, you, you actually did look at that video. What did you think of it? I was disgusted by it, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, can't we all just get along? <laughs> I mean, I personally thought it was stupid. I'm like, I can't, you know, I, I wasn't offended by it when it was the one-on-one, -on -one, but it's when the other guys came out from the dumpster area and just, like, totally went off. And it's just like, it. I felt like I was watching a bunch of kids beat up a high school student. <laughs> even even a kid in high school has more respect than these jokes do. But I'm just like, I, would, I, I thought it was pathetic. Um... And duh, don't you guys look? There's freaking cameras everywhere nowadays. Can't go anywhere without getting a camera watching what you're doing. Well, you know what? You're exactly right. You know, you couldn't scout out the place. You know, that just shows you how much common sense people have, and that's something I always bitch about. I was like, nobody you know, has common sense. That's no the problem. I don't know if it's because of Chicago. You know, I think people from Chicago, New York, L.A. They got more of uh, the know-how, what's going on. They look out. They went through that shit, a lot of people. But, you know. So more like the big cities and not the small town folk. Oh Well, I'm not saying that. You know, what I'm saying is, you know, at least we're aware of our surroundings. And I think we look at things different than other people. Well, I mean, I grew up in Schaumburg. And if I was going to fight somebody, I ain't stupid. I'd look and see if there was places where, you know, I couldn't get caught. Right, but right now all the and get motor it thrown on Facebook. Well, all the motorcycle profiling going on in Texas right now. You think these idiots would have known better? But again, that's what you got motorcycle club protocol for. All you naysayers about it about we don't want to ask permission. Well, this is the reason why clubs wanted this done is because they don't feel like it being on the five o'clock news. The next thing you know, the cops come after them for something they didn't freaking do. But uh, anyway, this next video has to do with, uh, like I said, a Korean War vet. This is what bikers are really about, not what you've seen in that video. If you take a look at the map of every pin seemingly on every city on Earth. Well, he didn't have any idea that this was possible. That's where Air Force Tech Sergeant Ben Wicker flew around the world. His dates of service are from 1952 to 1973. Enjoy your day. But the last few years haven't been the same. He was diagnosed with Alzheimer's last week. He had a stroke. And the thing he misses the most... I think it's going to be everything to him. ...is on the ground, not the air. Today we have a Korean War veteran who's been longing to ride a motorcycle. He wakes up and the only thing he ever expresses desire for is he'll say, Ah, oh, to get me a Harley. At first, he thought it was just a wish. But it only 
took a couple days for riders across Utah to plan on making it a reality. Appreciate y'all. We've all been here. I don't know why y'all are. I appreciate you being here. The light that lit up his eyes just, it just really warmed my heart. I'm thinking he's going to have sore face muscles later because he just cannot stop. <laughs> it's going to be a steady decline from here. So can we agree that's what bikers are really about? That is what bikers are really about, and, and if they're not, they should be. Well, you know, I find it amazing that, you know, a good thing about uh, the internet is you can assemble quicker, and it only took them, what, two days to get that whole thing together? Yeah, I believe that's what he said, but I think I really liked the guy said, the, uh, the, the, the veteran, and how he made the comment, I don't know who any of you are. <laughs> <laughs> Them old timers are cool as hell, man. But, you know, as the days go and the years go by now, we're losing all our World War II vets. You probably won't have any of them old boys around uh, in the next 10 years or so. And then you got Korea and then uh, the Vietnam uh, generation starting to age out. So, you know. I got a, uh, actually, I think I might have a special guest, and I'll let you know who it is uh, in some shows ahead, but he's actually a Vietnam veteran, uh, he's going down to Dallas, and I love the history of these guys, you know, we were going we're gonna to talk about JFK and all that stuff, because I remember when I went down to that thing that uh, where he got shot, it was like nerve-wracking, it was like you could actually feel the history there, so... Get out there and get to know these guys uh, before it's too late because they're all aging out now. And if you hear about people like that and like in his situation that their one wish is just to be back on that bike, hey, throw Facebook posts out there. You see how fast people can get together for stuff like that? Right. Well, what do you guys think of this segment? This is what I'm going to do with China Dow. Uh, she's actually getting more comfortable uh, on the air and stuff. I knew it would only take a little bit for her to get uh, used to it. But uh, we're going to be talking about what the good bikers do because most of the time I'm uh, the madhouse. i got to address other issues that ain't so uh, uh, polite. <laughs> and it's always fun to get out there and let people know what good bikers do. So that's what China's going to be doing. And uh, we're also retooling her channel where it's not biker related on her channel. She'll be talking about other kind of stuff, other life events and other subjects that she finds uh, interesting. But uh, we keep on having her over on the Madhouse. I think we'll keep her. I'm a keeper! <laughs> anyway, we got uh, Tombstone coming up and uh, Tombstone's Theory. So we'll be right back uh, after this. Ladies and gentlemen. May I have your attention, please? Need your daily dose of biker news? Then what are you waiting for? Visit HarleyLiberty.com and keep up to date with all the happenings in the biker scene. And wait! There's more. Insane Throttle Biker News is now on Instagram. Come on over and give us a follow and get special video content not seen elsewhere on the net. Just type in Insane Throttle Biker News in the search bar. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7. Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me. Uh, today's show is going to be about a new vision. Uh, maybe something that someone has discussed with you in the past or has uh, mentioned on the radio, but uh, I think I have more backing behind it, more information and data that will make it something a little bit more feasible. But before we get into that, um, I do want to make the following statement, um, that this is my opinion and my opinion only, and it may not uh, reflect the ideas of Motorcycle Madhouse or Hollywood. This may not be a popular opinion, but ultimately it's mine and I take the responsibility for my opinions. 
So let's get started. Uh, 1% clubs have been getting called out in the media for quite some time. Um, it's been getting worse over the past few years. My opinion is that not everyone in a 1% club is a criminal. However, they're all treated the same. Additionally, the 99% club world is getting dragged into this whole law-abiding biker concept, which I'm really not a big fan of either. Let's understand that uh, I do not go out of my way to break the law, but I also do not believe that every law is just or written correctly, and we'll take the New York SAFE Act into that fact. Um, this law is put into place to do nothing more than infringe the rights of New Yorkers. But this particular politician that pushed this law, if he uh, gets any further into the political arena more than he is already, what's going to end up happening is it's going to affect all Americans, especially if he runs for president. And some of the less um, intelligent people that are out there don't see him for what he really is. So this is not a law that I believe is just or correct, but it's my cross to bear and not the rest of Americans, even though we're getting hit with Second Amendment rights on a pretty regular basis. So does this make me an outlaw? Well, some would venture to say yes, I am. What normal society believes when they see us wearing our vests with our colors is that we're all criminals, drug dealers, gun runners, and ultimately we run prostitution rings. Not the men and women that support charities, raise millions of dollars a year for those less fortunate, or work for a living and support families. I am neither a criminal nor am I a cop. I am a man that is part of a lifestyle that many do not understand. I am part of something bigger than me. I've decided that there should no longer be a view upon me as a 99 percenter, that I am any more or less than exactly that. I know lots of people that wear the diamond and they're just as good a person as I am. The media and those that wish to keep that stereotype upon us have made a grave mistake. I have started a new concept and this concept is called the 100%. I treat every person in our society the same way. It's not easy to do, but it needs to be done. We as bikers, MCs, RCs, people that love to ride, we need to stop and look at what's going on around us. Politicians are keeping the race war alive. Dems are keeping the attack on our president, though he has already been cleared. Our country is ultimately going to shit around us. Bikers, MCs were started by those that made the sacrifice for this country. We are not the evil ones that are destroying this country. It is those that are in control of this country that are tearing it apart. They are trying to dismantle us a piece at a time because we are the strong, the bikers of this country, and that we have endured one brutal attack after another on our lifestyle that is still standing strong. They cannot destroy us because united we are strong. The truth is I don't like every club that's out there, and I certainly do not believe that certain types of people belong in this society. But we have to pick our battles. If they cannot stand the heat and they cannot stand with the 100%, we will see that and they will fall away on their own. The 100 needs to stand together and start raising hell. When they call us a gang, we are clubs. Maybe we didn't see eye to eye. Maybe we forgot what this was really all supposed to be about. But now is the time we need to stand together as one unit, one group, one idea and show them what 100% of bikers can do to fix the stereotype and put them all on notice. We are not the weak. We will not be categorized as something we are not. And now I lay the challenge out. Prove I'm in a gang. Prove that I am in, involved in organized crime. If you can't and you continue to call us these terms, then I will use the very system that you try to use against us to force the media and law enforcement to refer to us as expected, club member. Thanks for joining me. Hi, this is Jay Hollywood Machikari. Join our YouTube channel and get motorcycle madhouse and tons of videos related to the bikers. Join now by subscribing for free and become part of the crowd today. Always free and always entertaining. Don't forget to visit us at www.harleyliberty.com for your daily biker news. Rock on! Are we ready? Let's go. 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 It's Hollywood.
final thoughts. That part of the show where Hollywood gives his thoughts on the subjects that were discussed during the show. Are we ready? You know, the motorcycle club scene is facing an unprecedented amount of police profiling right now. And for the incident that happened down in Texas, it ain't gonna help us any bit. One thing people have to realize is if you give Leo the chance, they will take anything they can get to go on and harass you. So what happened in the video, if you haven't seen it, it is on our YouTube channel. Go see it. 20 to 1. Just think about that. It took 20 people to go and jump one person. Has that what the biker scene has become? Because if it has, there's no hope of beating motorcycle profiling. The only hope that we have is to stick together and fight them as one. That's why they fear bikers in the first place is because we do fight back. But when we give them the ammunition to use citizens against us, it's not going to work out at all for us. That's just my thoughts, uh, you know, quick ones. Uh, the next show, I'll be giving my boss more on this uh, subject and more information as it comes by. Thanks for listening to Motorcycle Madhouse. Appreciate the support. I'll catch you next time. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle cracked wide open.